0: Well, I haven't felt this excited about giving a word in a long time. I've been, I believe I've been sitting at the feet of the Lord and being instructed in some ways that I hadn't seen, simply reinforcing things that I already believed. So I'm excited about that, but before I begin, I've already begun, but before I start preaching. I want to say one or two things from my heart, of course, my preaching comes from my heart, I believe, but be that as it may. This has been a wonderful season for the denims, being with the Bairds, and of course ALC being with Legacy has been a year and a half. And, I, and and For me, and I believe I can speak for our folks, it's been transforming. It really has been strengthening. We've been strengthened, and we've been encouraged, and we've been edified, built up. And the friendship that we have now with the Bairds is priceless for the rest of our days. And I wanted to say this concerning the word that we gave back, I forgot how many months ago, it's been probably about a year now, started on the second hole at Myler Golf Course. Tuesday morning. You remember that? I'll never forget it because I knew that it was supernatural. And that night we had prayer, and the Lord gave me a prophetic utterance. I'm not usually given to prophetic utterances. I think sometimes when I preach, I'm prophesying without realizing it, but be that as it may. But I laid hands on Pastor Kevin. And God met us together there in power. And I've had had a hard time trying to straighten that out in my mind, you know. Lord, I, I know I didn't miss it. I know your hand. I know that you did that. What we had that night was very special. It was monumental. It was second only to the stairway to heaven that Jacob had. Remember that, the ladder that he saw? And here's what I believe, Pastor Kevin. I believe that the Lord's going to fulfill that word as you travel around this country. I believe in ways that you hadn't even imagined, because I believe that you really are a prophet that the Lord will use to bring us reformation. And I believe that reformation will be channeled, and this is the part that I believe that I'm I'm sort of partial to. That over the next months and years, the Lord's going to instruct you in ways that are going to be marvelous exploding in your spirit about the City Church. I call it the City Church because I believe it's what the Bible calls it. But I believe as you go from city to city, somehow that's going to be sort of planted and imparted of what God's doing with you, so I, I'm seeing that. And, uh, and interestingly now, with this last week or two since I've had this time to sort of meditate in this thing. It's interesting to me, given the meditation that I've been in, that God used Elijah to speak to you guys, and that really came home to me as I've been studying, and it, and it just CONNECTED. It wasn't something I made connect, It's just the Lord, like the Holy Spirit, said, Have you thought about that? And I said, Yes, sir, there it is. And so I want to bring us in on board, every member, ALC and Legacy. I want to bring us on board because I believe the Word that the Lord's giving, if you'll listen to it, here's what you're going to find out. Nobody sitting in this building today under the sound of my voice is insignificant. There's nobody in this building and under the sound of my voice today that can say that you're the small one. There's no such thing as a small one in the Body of Christ. You're all significant, every part of the body. And what part of your body you want to get rid of? <laughs> and we're really, And usually when we're talking in terms of the body, we're talking in terms of members, arms, legs, you know, the head. And all that goes with the fivefold and the head. So I'd ask you, which part do you want to get rid of? You don't want to get rid of anything, do you? Which is significant. Every bit of it is significant. And so I want you to listen closely because here's here's my, I believe, the Lord's challenge to us. I want you to discover afresh what your placement is in the body and begin to pursue it. Begin to pursue it violently, forcefully, not ho-hum-like. But every day make it a point to pursue it, and I believe I'm going to give you some encouragement on not only why, but how. And so that's what I'm going to be talking about today, so you ready for it? Turn to Colossians chapter 1. I've got a lot of scriptures today. You'll, you'll get, excuse me if I claim to be a Bible preacher, won't you? And hey, listen, and I want to go on record this morning. You know what that is? That's a thumper, a Bible thumper. I'll go on record. You can quote me on that. We got a preacher at our place over there that's a Bible thumper. So, Colossians, beginning chapter 1 at verse 9, has a prayer that is similar to Ephesians chapter 3 and chapter 1. These are really sister epistles. This morning, the Apostle Paul is addressing the church in Charleston, at Charleston. Primarily this morning, the church that is in Pastor Kevin and Pastor Tracy's house, the church that is in Pastor Fred and Pastor Jan's house. As Priscilla and Quilly, remember the house, the church that was in their house. So let's read this verse nine. It says, For this reason, which we'll look at that a little later, but for this reason, find out what that reason is. We also, since today we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. And to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. And I was. Taken to this passage, I don't know how many weeks ago, but it's been stirring me, and I've been thinking about the inheritance. I I want to talk to you about the inheritance, and I want to say some things to you that I want you to really consider about your inheritance and take me up on it, take the Scripture up on it, take God up on it. You have the inheritance within you. That inheritance is called the riches of the glory that is in you. You don't have to get it. You got it. How did you get it? God GAVE it to you. He gave you the inheritance, Now, so we'll understand what the inheritance is. He goes on to say, He has delivered us from the power of darkness. You see that? Verse 13 and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, or He translated us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. We prayed. I think it's interesting that Pastor Kevin prayed the Lord's Prayer just a while ago. My wife and I are talking about that today. I pray that every day in my regular prayer time, the Lord's Prayer, because I believe the kingdom came back there. Jesus told His disciples, I'll not eat with you again this this meal until I eat it again afresh with you in the KINGDOM. And when He rose from the dead, the KINGDOM had come, and so He ate. Do you remember? He ate with His disciples after that. Now, so the KINGDOM of God IS your inheritance, if you'll get AFTER the KINGDOM of God, You will find in the kingdom of God, in the inheritance of the kingdom of God, you will find your place. You will find your fruitfulness. You will find your fulfillment. Apart from that, you never will. You'll never find it in a given church, under a given pastor, under a given message. You'll never find it. There are particular ministries out there that are preaching a particular emphasis, and I'm telling you about that ministry. They'll never find it. Because if you're after silver and gold, for instance, silver and gold is in the kingdom, but the kingdom is not silver and gold. Amen? Healing is in the kingdom, but the healing is not your inheritance. The kingdom is, but whatever's in the kingdom is yours. Now, listen, he said he delivered us from the power of darkness, the devil. Has no power, no ability to keep us from our inheritance. The kingdom of God is wide open before us to discover it, to find it, for it has come and it is coming and it will come. That's the king. What is the king? The kingdom is the place of his rule, the kingdom is the place of his authority. And he said, All authority I've given unto you in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go. The reason that most of the church can't go the reason that we have not been going because we didn't know who we were were and where we were going. Hallelujah. I can't wait to get to the end of this message. You know, but I want to build some blocks in you so you can see something. Look here. For this reason, look up back at verse 4. Remember I told you I'd show you this? Verse 4 says, Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, kingdom in the earth as it is in heaven. Did you notice there that faith, love, and hope, or faith, hope, and love, however you want to say it, these are the three principal things, and they're mentioned there. And, and he goes on to say he said, "For this reason, verse six, look at verse six. He said, "Which has come to you as it has in all the world and is bringing forth fruit, it's going to bring, I'm telling you when the word begins to get hold of us, it'll bring forth fruit. Jesus said, "You'll bear fruit that will remain, and you not only bear fruit, you'll bear much fruit. As it is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth. Praise God. Getting short of wind up here. Don't get too excited, Brother Fred. You just got to finish this message. So the man falls out. He said, Well, it's not in the spirit. He just fell out from exhaustion. (laughs) Oh, man. By the way, I meant to say that I'm stronger than I've been in two or three years. And I attribute that to our association with everybody here. A year and a half ago, I've already told you this, I'll tell you again, a year and a half ago I I was praying the prayer, I shall not die but live, because I felt like I was dying. But all of a sudden I'm beginning to experience resurrection life. I'm beginning to experience that my days are not finished, my years even are not finished. I just was multiplying how many seconds. I saw that clock ticking while I go those seconds, and i multipl- I do this kind of stupid stuff. I m- multiplied it out. And if I recall correctly, I think it was in the neighborhood of about, I don't have to guess. I can tell Let me show you where it is 35 million ticks. <laughs> seconds. And we've had approximately 50 million plus ticks together. That's a long time. My wife is looking at me and saying, you're so corny. Okay. <laughs> but now let's go back to the ver- verse 9 and see that here again. Paul. what is Paul asking about this inheritance? What is Paul asking about this thing because of their faith and their love and their hope? What is he asking? He's acting he's asking. He said that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. The Holy Spirit's been giving me dreams and last night Pastor Kevin, you'll appreciate this. He gave me a dream with Dr. Coddle in it. And Dr. Coddle was examining what I was preaching. And I felt a little inferior. And so I went real quick when I realized he was there and started writing out some things about the will of God. I was going to preach a message on the will of God. And that's the last thing I could, I, I, I was, I heard heard in my dream, your, your, your will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. Listen, I want to encourage you to do that. When You lay down at night and say, Holy Spirit, come and give me dreams. Give me dreams. Give me dreams from heaven. And I've had one dream in the last few days about a revival, about a move of God. So the Lord's doing stuff. He said, Be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom. Somebody say, all. all. Nothing lacking. You don't have to wait to get to heaven to know what's going on. It can come in Earth. This kingdom stuff, is, is, this is what it's about. That's why the Lord's telling the church, don't preach the church, preach the kingdom. I'll build the church I'll take care of that business. You guys are getting too strung out. You, let me build it. Amen? We've got room for all kind of churches. We've got room for a Brad church, room for a Fred church, a room for everybody else, whoever wants a church. Amen? Get together in our living rooms. Hallelujah. Look out, I'm going to have revival right here on my own. See, filled with all wisdom and spiritual understanding, every bit of it, that you may walk worthy of the Lord. What is the next word in your Bible? In verse 10? Fully. Not partially, not partly, but fully. <coughs> that sounds like to me, like the Lord Jesus is going to say to us one day because it's recorded in the scripture. Those who overcome shall inherit ALL things. Somebody say, ALL things. We're talking about the Kingdom. What's in the Kingdom? We got this treasure in earthen vessels. That's where the treasure's in this earthen vessel, in the earth. And you know what the Psalmist David would say invariably, the grave cannot praise you. Well, I'm thinking, well, you can praise Him in heaven, but He's talking about something about the earth. God wants something to happen in this earth. God's now listen, it may sound old, but it's, it's the truth. God's looking for a great harvest, and it's going to come. Now let me give you just a little bit of, it's not political, <coughs> but it's the truth. In my natural man, I am so upset and I'm so scared, I'm so afraid, I'm so troubled about what's happening to our nation. You don't have to choose a party or a political preference to know there's just junk going on. I'm not blind, you neither. I'm not deaf, you neither. We're we're hearing and we're seeing just stupid stuff going on, and I said, Lord, what's going to happen? And the Lord always turns and says, it's the church. The church is the answer. The kingdom of God is the answer. The message for the church is the kingdom of God. We need to rescue the perishing and care for the dying. We need to be a city of REFUGE! There are a lot of people out there, I'm telling you, there's just hopelessness. Will this thing EVER get right? Will anybody EVER show up that can lead us straight? But the reality is that the CHURCH is the answer, and I'm telling you, the Church is the answer, and here's where the answer comes. If you hear this today, this is not just a message a preaching, this is a Word from God, I'm telling you. so. God help us today to hear it, and I'm going to show you in a minute why you ought to do that. Because you prayed a while ago that they have ears to hear and eyes to see. That's exactly what Jesus prayed in the prayer that I'm going to show you, the Word that I'm going to show you in a minute. So we're the answer, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, He that hinders will hinder until he's taken out of the way. It's the Body of Christ. Not the Holy Spirit, the Body of Christ. When the the Body of Christ is taken out of the way, then all the hell can break loose and wants to break loose because we're gone and God has His His, uh, great harvest and and He'll have an additional harvest, if I understand my eschatology may not be right, but this is what I'm believing right now. Amen? Today. Today, Today, this is brought to you by Brother Denham's opinion. But you see, the same thing, but, but, but it has the same application because the Church is still the center of it. You see what I'm saying? That's still God's agency that He's going to use. Now, I don't know when He's going to use those 144,000 Jewish evangelists, but He's going to use them, too. Come on, somebody. I'm just a Bible believer. I just read that in the Bible, and that's what it said. It said, The Twelve Tribes, 12,000 of each tribe, okay, well, I got that down, all right. I don't quite have the memory of all the tribes. It seems like they can't stick in my mind for whatever reason, but anyhow, I believe that. Amen. And so we go on to see. He said that we that we being fruitful in every good thing. You see, you see the, the strong description? Every, fully, all. He said, increasing. There's increase, no decreasing, there's increase. There's no backing up; there's going forward. He that puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not worthy of the kingdom of God. Didn't say he wouldn't get there; just said he's not worthy of it. You can't look back and plow. Anybody ever plowed? You plow with a horse? No, not with a horse. You know that really—that's the best, the best uh, uh, illustration. But you can also do it with a tractor, because you. you, Am I correct in saying when you plowed, you had a you were looking at a place out way down at the end of the row where you were going? Yeah, but if, but if you weren't looking at that, you couldn't go straight. If you're looking at your feet, you'll, go, you'll get in trouble. So if you're looking back, you're going to have a terrible furrow you there. So that's what he's talking about. You've got to put your hand to the plow, plow with a mule or horse, and go straight and look, keep your eye on the prize, the end of the road. Amen? Strengthened with all might. Somebody say all. Let even the weak say, I'm STRONG in the power of his might. Let the weak say, In my weakness his strength is made PERFECT by the power of his might. Because this inheritance is in me, it's the riches of the glory, it's in me. That's what's taking care of this thing. Amen? Now, by the way, just for your interest, you're going to make this note, the word QUALIFIED is the word which in the king james it means meet us made us meet that's what it said in the king james made us meet In the new king james it says qualified but in the greek text it says this having made fit i like that you like that's past this, having having made fit and the and the word fit is is also in second corinthians the greek word that's used there Econosanti. Forgive me if I pronounce that wrong. You can speak in tongues on that one. (laughs) Second Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 says, Our sufficiency is from God. Amen. It's a word that means the competence. It means to make sufficient and ability fit, worthy, able, render fit. He did all that for us. He rendered us fit. We're able. We don't have to get able. We are able. We just have to BELIEVE we are! Yes. That's why we exercise ourselves in faith and don't go by our feelings or our emotions. Because I was thanking the Holy Spirit this morning, I said, Lord, thank You that I haven't been leaning to my emotions or my feelings, and I had not had any. <laughs> but You're giving me dreams, so bypassing my emotions, bypassing my feelings. I'm, getting, I'm having feelings in my dreams. Hallelujah! Isn't God good? Hallelujah. So I want you to see that to make sufficient inability, you don't lack any ability fit, you don't lack any fitness, you don't lack any worthiness. you're able you're to be rendered fit. That's why, that's why we challenge us to go by faith and not by sight, not by our feelings, not by our senses. Go by faith. You've made me able. You've qualified me. You've made me meet. Lord, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm your man. You know, you wonder well, why the Lord chose me. I heard a lot of preachers saying that, especially pastors. I wonder why the Lord. Well, who cares? He made a deposit inside of you, and just go find the depths of that thing and go with his ever increasing knowledge of God and watch what happens. Hallelujah. Get back to where I was. My notes, wrong notes. <laughs> Don't get on the wrong page. Excuse me while I find my place. You know what I'm doing by faith. I'm using that thing over there. Brother, Brother Kevin looks so professor-like when he does that. I'd make a mess of that thing, I'm sure, if I tried that, Pastor Kevin. All right, All right. this is today, so I know these have got to be in my notes. So Ephesians chapter 1 verse 15 says the same thing, what I was bringing to your attention a while ago, about the love for all the saints. Beloved, I'm telling you, nothing will get greater than love. I'm not talking about sloppy agape, I'm talking about love that lays its life down for others, swears to his own hurts and is kind, and, and, and wants the best for others as well as he wants for himself. Amen? That's the love of God. All right, I've already preached all over that, let's see, here's what's coming next. Ephesians 1.14, when it speaks about the Holy Spirit, he says, the Holy Spirit is the earnest of our inheritance. I think I've shared this with you before, but once again I'll say it to you. You real estate people will know this. Earnest is the money you get from a proposed purchaser that he's serious about purchasing the product or the house, And and it literally will keep it off the market for a season or at least give him the right of first refusal. That's what earnest money's for, it just it says, I'm, I'm serious. And so, the Holy Spirit is this earnest. You talking about need to get in touch with the Holy Spirit, get acquainted with Him and find out who He is. He's God with us, He's God in, in me, He's joined Himself to my spirit, He's given me the privilege to be instructed and taught and led by Him, to hear His voice. I'm telling you, there's some stuff waiting us we need to get after. And listen, lest I don't say this, but I want to say it now. What I'm excited about as I'm preaching this is that I'm looking for BODY ministry. You understand what I mean? You have a Word. You have a Word. You have a Word. You have a tongue. You have an interpretation. There's something God wants to do through you, through little old me. You're not little old you, you're a member of the Body of Christ that can be used at any moment at any time for what God wants. I'm telling you, God's going to use some little handmaidens in these days to do some astounding things, because they've been AFTER this, they've been AFTER the Kingdom, they've been AFTER their inheritance, they've begun to really believe this stuff is real, that the Lord really HAS already given it to me. Hallelujah! By the way, the, what, what you'll notice a little bit later, He said giving thanks. I want you to make note of that, that's praise, because that's a key. It's a key to where we want to go giving thanks, praise. When we come together, when we come together we don't just have preliminary songs, we have praise together. We give thanks together. We glorify God together. It does something in the Spirit for us, binding us with great intensity, and we can expect things to happen out of that from the Holy Spirit, amen? I want to see some. Chapter 12 through 14 churches of 1 Corinthians, don't you? I'm telling you, boy, that's exciting to think that can happen. We saw it happen during the outpouring. Knitted us together like never before. We were the family of God like never before. We were the household of faith like never before. It's amazing, though, how easy it is to slip it, let it slip away. But if we'll seek God, God will grant us that deposit once again. He'll grant us that increase once again, you see. But we've got to seek it. We're going to share what, that's the very simple conclusion that I'm bringing to you. I just gave you a clue there. All right. Now, here's what I want you to see, which is where I picked up on Pastor Kevin. Matthew chapter 11, turn there. Believe it or not, I'm already closing. But i got a long closing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> my first, first conclusion. We're now in the red print. That means it's Jesus. Now look what Jesus is saying in verse 11. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist, But he who is LEAST in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Well, that's the one we stop right there, can't we? We think John the Baptist some big deal, great deal. He WAS, but he's not as great as the least, one of us. How many of you know the economy changed when the Body of Christ was birthed? When was the Body of Christ birthed? It was birthed out of the Resurrection. The, spirit of, the, the law of the Spirit of Life was birthed out of the Resurrection. And something else occurred, he became the firstborn of the many brethren, which I tell the Lord, of which I want to be a part. You have heard me talk about this. I want to be born of God, transformed by God, and conformed to the image of God, so that I may be counted among the number of the brethren of whom Jesus is the firstborn. Brother, I tell you what, that's a mouthful, and that's a lifetime pursuit. But when you start praying prayers like that, it's dangerous. Because the Holy Spirit begins to take you up on it. For me, I don't know if the Parkinson's caused it or not, all of my feelings and my emotions have vanished. I have more I have probably more of an inclination to, to shed a tear over a Hallmark movie than I do almost in the church. <laughs> the, but Sister Tracy did, she brought me to a tear the other day with her message. Because we were identified with that. But I just want to tell you that. I, I have been an EMOTIONAL preacher for years. I didn't know how to preach without emotion. I, 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 I think I condemned preachers who didn't have any emotion. Little as I knew, but anyhow. All right, you, you're there again? Listen. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John, and if you're willing to receive it, he's Elijah who is to come. He who has ears, let him hear. I'm telling you, that's what the Spirit says to the churches of Revelation, and He says it to us today. Let he who has ears to hear hear. And so. What I, what I hear from that every time I hear it, I'm thinking, oh, God, give me ears to hear, give me eyes to see. That's what the Spirit says. Harden not your heart as in the provocation in the wilderness, when they hardened their hearts, turned away from God, worshipped their idols that they brought out of Egypt instead of God. And interestingly, that I should say something about that, because we're going to visit that just briefly. But here's what I want to clear up that we know what I'm, where I'm going. Look at Luke chapter 1, verse 17, let's see, let me make a mark there, Luke 1, 17. So we're all on the same page, I don't you think I'm getting into error here? Brother Kevin will be calling me on the phone, Brother Denham, may I propose something to you from the Scriptures? So I hope I'll touch those bases right now. He's never had to do that so far, but anyhow, you know what I'm talking about. Verse 17, speaking of John the Baptist, it said, He will also go before him in the SPIRIT and POWER of Elijah, to turn the hearts of the fathers of the children of the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Lest I not say it, here's what I'll say. The Spirit of Elijah can be upon us for us to be used by God to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. In John chapter 1, verse 21, you can just write that down. I won't turn there for the sake of time. John the Baptist made it very clear when he was asked, Are you Elijah? He said, No, I'm not. I talk, well, The reason I'm taking a moment on this is because I talked to a young man many years ago. He thought that God was doing reincarnation. I said, well, well, well John the Baptist made clear that he was not Elijah. And in Luke's gospel, it makes it very clear what is reported about him. He'll be in the spirit of Elijah. How'd you like to have that spirit? Well, guess what? You do. Because if you wait to feel like it, you won't ever get it. But if you'll lay hold of it and say, Lord, I'm coming in the Spirit and in the power of Elijah. You see, you can keep saying that till the cows come home, but until the Lord shows up and confirms that, then it won't make any difference. But you still got to put it in your mouth, it's got to be in your heart, something's got to happen. You got to have some kind of dealings with heaven, in heaven. Let it be in the earth, as it is in heaven, let it be in the earth, O God! Let me be used, let my part be By the way, I need to make certain I get that, I think I missed that. I did miss it, having said that, let us digress. But that's clear there, isn't it? Go back to Colossians, somehow I overlooked it in in my notes. I need to get me a computer and get the Bible, I reckon, on a computer. I'd be a little faster, wouldn't I? And this is a very important part, by the way, that I've, that I've overlooked, and I don't want to miss this. Write this down. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers. Now listen, The in 2 Peter chapter 1. Chapter 1, I forget what verse it was, maybe about 7 8, somewhere in there, it says that we might be partakers of the divine nature. That word translated partakers there is a different word from this word, <coughs> it's very important. The word translated in 2 Peter <coughs> is a word that comes from the root of koinonia, which relates to this because this word in Colossians comes from the word which means, and I already had it in my notes in my Bible and didn't realize it until I started putting everything together. Part of the lot. Part of the lot are the are the one bread. You're part of the lot. You're part of the body. You're part, and your part is a very important part. I think somehow we we have relegated most of the body of Christ to helpers. Isn't that true? We went through a, through a season like that, where the gift of helps was so magnified that everybody was a helper, and I reckon only the fivefold ministry had anything that that really was really important. You know, I'm not I'm not criticizing us because we've had to come through seasons, but I'm telling you, the day's coming when we're going to have the body of Christ going to be acting like the body of Christ. Every member has the importance of the Holy Spirit, and that can be used by God in magnificent ways. See, here, here's, here's a reality check, and even in this body, there are going to be those who are progressing faster. There are those who just are not fast progressors. And the tendency is going to be this, to criticize those who progress fast. You know what? Do you know what to be said? Well, who do they think they are? All spiritual and all Holy Ghost. that sound familiar? It's called the flesh. <laughs> it's called a spirit of criticisms. So that's the wrong spirit. Like the apostle, or the Lord Jesus said to his apostles, when they talked about, "Lord, do you want us to call down fire on these folks that are trying to do stuff in your name?" He said, "No, no, no. Leave them alone. If they do something in my name, you know, it's, it's all right." It's like Moses back in when when the, the elders came together and they prophesied. And some that didn't come, you know, the two that were on the outside of me, dad, and whatever another dad was, <laughs> hey, dad, and me, dad. And one of the one of the brethren said, "You want us to go shut them down?" He said, "No, sir. Let him." He said, "I wish all God's people could prophesy. That's what Moses said. That's what I'm saying to us this morning. That's what God's word is saying to us. If we were to realize the treasure that's in these earthen vessels today." If we were to realize that God's already brought us to a place that all He wants us to now be in is a, day, is a day of discovery, a time of discovery, a time to challenge each one and to encourage each one, amen? So I thought that was very significant. Now, the reason I want to turn back to chapter 11 of Matthew is because I want you to see these phrases, and I'm going to show you something in the Old Covenant. Matthew eleven. Verse 12 again. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violent take it by force. You know what he's saying there? The violent seize it. They're not standing around saying, Oh Lord, your will be done, where this is concerned. What he's, what he's saying is, when you hear this word, what the Spirit is saying to the church, you will know that you are it's your job to seize it. Let me show you about something here. I just have to preach all around this because this is good. Back in the under the old covenant, back in the Matthew, I meant uh, the Pentateuch, the, the last record of Moses to declare what they were getting ready to face in the land. Was the book of Deuteronomy, right? I wondered why I love that book so much. I read it again this past week just because I wanted to get acquainted with it again. But the reason is because the underlying message there is this The Lord was saying to the children of Israel, I have given you the land. Therefore, go and possess the land, be a possessor of it take possession of it, possessive. Deuteronomy alone uses one form or another, of, or, or another of possess sixty-five times, to my literal counting my Strong's Concordance. Sixty-five! That sounds like it may be important. In one little book, I'm telling you that is the equivalent, the LAND is the equivalent of the Kingdom of God for us. The LAND is for God's NATURAL people. The KINGDOM is for God's SPIRITUAL people. That's why there's a PHYSICAL Israel and there's a SPIRITUAL Israel. Don't everybody get all excited one time? But. All that is written over in that Old Testament is for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the ages have come." In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 it tells us, and what does he list? He lists all the things that happened in the provocation, tempted in the wilderness, they fill, 23,000 fell because of immorality, et cetera, et cetera. Sounds like church life. Aren't well, we glad God's not killing folks still like He was back over there? Some said, well, maybe so. Well, let, let, me, get, let me assure you something. God has changed the way He deals with man, not because He's a different, different God, but because He's a, gr- a greater covenant God. This covenant we got now with God through Jesus Christ is better than what they had. And let's remember that He's the sealer of the covenant, the Holy Spirit is the earnest of the, of the inheritance, and that we have a tremendous way to approach Him by the blood of Jesus, that we can stay keep our records up to date and we can go on to fullness, increasing to all, to every. Are you with me? See, when you, when you falter, when you miss it, get up and go again. Don't say, I can't believe I did that. Believe it. That's right. Repent and get up. Turn. I've had to say to the Lord many times, Lord, I don't want to live like this. I don't want to live in that place in my mind. I don't want to live this place in my imagination. I want to live in the place of holiness. Now listen, so that you'll really get the key the clue of what this word pos- possession is defined as, listen to this. And see if it doesn't make sense in the context here with the suffered violence. That word means to occupy by driving out pre- previous tenants and possessing in their place. By implication to seize belongs to me! What are you doing here? Drive them out! And in that context, the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. The gates of hell are trying to sit at the edge of the kingdom of God and say we don't deserve to go in there, but we say, no, it belongs to us! We seize it! We don't have to defeat the devil, we just have to confirm the contract with our Almighty God, who in turn does what He needs to do. Folks, wouldn't it be great if we could believe that for our nation? I'm telling you all hell's breaking loose in our nation, the powers that be, using all kind of flesh to do all kind of stupid stuff, but it's the DEVIL that we're fighting against. I'm a thumper. I believe that. The devil is our problem. He looks like a man every now and then or a woman every now and then, but it's the devil himself taking advantage of a simple mind, a deluded mind, a deceived mind. And granted, we might have to come against them in their own name, but we know where our real enemy is. We don't have to get all hot and bothered and angry and, and, and cussing and spitting. You know what I'm saying? How do you know that? Because I know that's what I want to do. My wife can tell you, I talk to the television invariably. I talk to it. Well, if they could hear me, I could straighten out a lot of things. That's my wife's antidote now for me for news. Turn to Andy Griffith. And when we finish with that, let's turn to the Hallmark movie where they live happily ever after. <laughs> I think I'm going if you and I need to start writing Hallmark movies so we can give different kind of endings. <laughs> we won't happily ever after, but boy, those things, I'm getting so tired. Have you noticed when the man goes to kiss the girl, he doesn't quite kiss her, somebody interrupts? Yeah. They do that two or three times before they have the kiss at the, eve, at the, at the end, only Yeah, only at the end. Yeah, my, my, my wife and I said, "The dog's going to interrupt this." <laughs> 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 A Little levity here to lighten things up. This is heavy duty stuff we're talking about. This is heavy duty, folks. I'm telling you. But we need to. We can laugh at our humanity. We can laugh at the foolishness of our flesh, and what's going on. But we've got to understand that we're the answer. I know we sing Jesus as the answer, but guess who he left in charge? All authority is given unto you. Can't say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Jesus is Lord, is my Lord. I come under his banner, and if I'm doing anything stupid or foolish, he'll straighten me out. You just keep your mouth off of me. Oh, by the way, you keep your mouth off of them. That's, that's a tough one. I've had to apologize to the Lord for the wrath of man. You read that passage in James chapter 1? The wrath of man works not the righteousness of God. Boy, that, that just comes up. That's the Holy Spirit. It comes up because the Holy Spirit convicts you of sin and of righteousness and judgment. Amen? And the Holy Spirit will say, who are you? Who are you to judge another man's servant? Before his own master he'll stand and fall. Every man give an account of himself to God, I right. <laughs> praise God. I stand reproved, corrected, and probably going to get scourged a little bit, hallelujah! But it goes on to say that the definitions were to seize, to rob, to inherit, also to expel, to impoverish, to ruin, cast out, consume. That's not what we're doing to the devil when we seize it, you see. Destroy, disinherit, dispossess, driving out, enjoy, expel without fail, inherit, seize upon, succeed utterly. I like that one, don't you? This is not pie in the sky by and by, folks. This is present-day reality. It's written in the Holy Scriptures, and so that's what He's saying to us. When you go through the book of Numbers, I I recorded one or two places, I think, in that. Where was that? Anyhow, let me just quote to you. You remember when Caleb and Joshua went into the promised land with the spies, the 12 spies went? When they came back, remember the report was an evil report. Joshua and Caleb though said, "We're well able." Yes. And the scripture says of Caleb, it said he was of another spirit. Right. He was of the spirit of Elijah. If I could say it like that, Elijah wasn't on the scene yet, but he was already. That was already in operation. See, that's in the spirit, in the Holy Spirit. He was of another spirit. Remember the people there, the apostles or the disciples who were big appointed apostles, said, "Should we call down fire?" He said, "You don't know what spirit you're of." So this is the spirit we want. We want the spirit of Elijah in operation, because the spirit of Elijah was in operation with Pastor Kevin and Sister Tracy. They were able to hear the Lord give a directive. Amen. While well, we can say praise God and we can honor it, and say Amen. So the same same is for us. Now listen. Here's just my conclusion. My time is up. There are four P's that I want to put on on the back of this possession. That's a P. I want to give you these four, and then I want you to write them down. Here are the four things that we're going to have to be about doing. We're going to have to be about pursuing purity. Pursuing praise. Pursuing prayer and pursuing persistence. See, we don't, have, we don't have a right, nor will we ever be able to achieve if we quit. So I said, well, God take care of His own business. No, He won't. He's put us in charge of the business. So you go up and take the land. You go in and possess it. You go out and kick the behind of the enemy. Kick him, kick him away from that gate that's trying to block you from the kingdom. You go do that. I am with you, I will empower you, I will help you, and you will be successful. Isn't that what he said in, in Joshua chapter 1? When he said, he, when Joshua recorded this, he said, Meditate in the Word day and night, and you will, have, you will prosper, and you will have good success. What is a good success? We win! The twelve spies said that we're like grasshoppers in their eyes. In the church today, it seems like that's where we've relegated ourselves we're like grasshoppers we're just good little people down on the corner down here just trying to do a good deed for jesus no no we're the power of god in the earth we have executive power what do they call someone who has charge of the will executor we have that power that's what the name of jesus means we're executors of his will and so in the place of our ministry in the place that we're standing we can impose that it, where we are, wherever we go, the kingdom of God comes and the will of God is done. Wherever we go, people will sense the presence of God. Sometimes, well, I don't know that I ever sense that. Well, that's because you haven't been pressing into that. And you're going to have to get serious about purity, about praise, giving thanks, prayer, together I'm talking about, together, and persistence. And when you do that, you'll be you'll be lining up with a thing the Lord showed me years ago, which a lot of people still holding their eyebrows up a little bit at it. But we'll be in the pursuit of perfection. Perfection is not sinlessness. Perfection is maturity. Perfection is knowing how to respond to all kind of circumstances, even the bad ones. So we've got to make up our mind, folks, and I'm saying, I'm, I believe today that the Lord is calling the ALC and Legacy to make up our minds. Brother Brad goes and starts a church. We bless him. Amen. Men go prosper. Go be who you are. Amen? Brother Denham continues on. Go bless him. Be who you are. Amen? And if the Lord scatters you around the the city, you'll be a blessing wherever you are. Take this spirit. Take this desire to seize and be a blessing and bring, as it were, the kingdom of God. See, the kingdom of God doesn't come just in word. Well, I'm a Christian. I'm born again. Praise God. The kingdom of God comes with power. You know, sometimes we're, we're emphatic when we're preaching but you know you don't have to get loud you can be in authoritative silently even if, even as i lay my head on my pillow and talking to the holy spirit i'm talking silently because it's inside of my heart And i'm saying holy spirit give me dreams and i know that he hears me because he, do, he does it <laughs> amen so that's, an, that's another old story altogether but i'm telling you there's a time when you just need to open your mouth and say this is it I'm putting down my stake, this is my claim, this is where I belong, this is what I'm going to do. By the grace of God, by the grace and the mercies of God, I will fulfill the plans of God for my life! I'll not only be born of God and, con- and transformed by God, but I'll be CONFORMED to God, to His image. This is my hope, that I shall be like Him. He that has this hope purifies himself, even as he is pure. I will awaken in his likeness at that day. I'll be among them. Why? Because that's where I'm, That's what I'm pressing to. I'm, I'm laying hold of that. You see, if, if God's people get busy doing this, we won't be busy doing other foolish stuff. Amen. And whenever we stump our toe, we'll say, oh, that hurt. I don't want to do that anymore." No Until the next time you do it and you say, I won't do that no more. And finally, after a while, your toe gets a little numb on you and you say, This is stupid. I'm going to quit stuffing my toe. Amen. Amen. Everybody stand up.